the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. The title of today's lesson is The Power of Cleansing, Part 2. The prophets of the Bible had an amazing relationship with God. God spoke to Samuel. He showed Daniel visions and dreams. God spoke to some and others had visitations by angels, but only Moses he spoke to face to face. God wants to have an intimate relationship with each of us. He wants us to know his glory and his power And he wants to reveal himself to every child of God. Prayer is the golden key to a relationship with God that's powerful. Remember the cry of Moses' heart? Teach me your way that I may know you. God wants you to have victory in every circumstance in life that you face. I know you may be facing difficult circumstances, but I have a message for you today from the Lord. The anointing of God is activated when you are in a place of need. It makes us strong in the battle. The strength of God comes when you are in the heat of battle. Psalms 1839, for thou hast girded me with strength unto the battle. Thou hast subdued under me those that rose up against me. Oh my goodness, that's Psalms 18 and 39. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. First Peter 1, 5 and 8. He said that he walks about seeking whom he may devour. So he's pretending that he's a lion and he's walking about roaring, pretending that he's all powerful. But I'm telling you, he's a fake lion. He isn't even real. He's not a real lion at all. But I came today to tell you that there is a lion inside of you and he is a real lion, the lion of Judah. He lives in you. His roar is louder than the enemy's roar because he's a real lion. God wants you to know that he is going to defend you against your enemies. What is your enemy? Is it suicidal thoughts? The spirit of fear brings that to you. Is it the fear of financial disaster? I can go on and on with tormenting 
thoughts that come to us, tormenting spirits that bring us the negative things that could happen in our lives or that when we're in the midst of battle brings tormenting thoughts of what is going to happen. What God wants you to know is that the battle is not yours. It's his and that it's already won. You will see the victory for what you're going through. First Samuel seventeen forty five. the God of the armies of Israel. That's his name. The Lord of hosts, Isaiah 47, 4. And Exodus 15, 3 says, the Lord is a man of war and the Lord is his name. Are you going through a battle? Well, I want to tell you that there is a man of war and the Lord is his name. The Bible says for ashes and mourning and weeping, he's given us the garment of praise and the oil of joy. That's in Isaiah 61. I'm telling you that he is going to turn your situation around. Sometimes it seems like the enemy is pressing in and he's roaring as a lion and coming at us with everything that he has. But I want to tell you that there is a real lion that lives in the child of God. Remember David and Goliath? Oh my goodness, the Israelites and the Philistines were arrayed for battle. The Israelites are on one side of the valley. Picture this, oh my goodness, and the Philistine army is on the opposite side of the valley. Now, Goliath was a Philistine giant. He was a skilled soldier, but he had a big mouth. He had a loud roar. The Bible says, Goliath drew near morning and evening and presented himself for 40 days. And he was hurtling insults at the Israelites, tormenting them with fear. First Samuel seventeen ten, And Goliath said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And he said, if Israel loses, you will become our slaves. Isn't that the roar of the lion? Oh, my goodness. When Saul and all Israel heard the words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid, the Bible says. But when David, a young shepherd boy, who says that he can fight the giant comes on the scene and he hears the insults. The Philistine giant is roaring at the Israelites. He says this, but who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Oh my goodness. David knew that Goliath had a big mouth, a lion with a fake roar. David knew that he had God on his side and he knew that when God's anointed was threatened by anyone, that God would arise and that God's enemies would be scattered. When the enemy comes against you, he's digging his own ditch. The Bible says the ditch that he dug, he fell into it himself. Destroy the stronghold who has a big mouth. Pray, pray, pray. God will give you direction and he will fight your battles for you. And everyone will hear about what God has done for you. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Oh, my goodness. This day, the Lord will give you over to me and I will strike you down and cut off your head. Today, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beast of the earth. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And all those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's. And I will give all of you into his hands. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the powerful words coming from a young man who's never fought a battle for Saul's army. 
David went out to meet Goliath and took him down, not with sword or javelin, a slingshot with a rock. And he shot it into his forehead. And the Bible says it sank into Goliath's head and he fell boom, to the ground. He went down hard and everyone heard it when he hit the ground. The ground must have shaked. It must have just been shaken when he hit the ground. The weapon that David used is God, the Father, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the solid rock foundation. That's what David used to defeat the giant Goliath. You will possess the land. Don't be afraid of their voices. God promised you that he would make your enemies your footstool. The battle is not yours. It is truly the Lord. God wants to do great things for you. He wants you to see the victory one after another. He will finish a great work in you through your battle. Everyone will hear of your victory. Everyone heard of Israel's victory against the Philistines. The Philistines had to run for their life that day. They ran out of the valley. They ran and Israel chased them down. Stand firm in the midst of your battle, child of God. First Peter 1 Peter 1.7 The trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, may be found under praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. God protects his anointed. My son was a champion in sports, and this guy was only six years old when he first started really, really winning these championships. Well, he ended up on the six o'clock news. Then he was in the newspaper. Oh, my goodness. He was on one news channel after another. This guy had favor on his life. This was the son that when he was born was supposed to die. Well, he was in a competitive sport and he was winning one plaque after another trophies and medals. He won awards and tournaments. Then he went into state championships, regional championships. Oh, my goodness. This kid just kept rising to the top in sports. Well, as he kept rising, he got Sponsorship by McDonald's. It was so awesome, you know, to keep engaging in the sport. So he went to a large tournament over in Louisiana and the day came. We got to Louisiana and he was supposed to be in this major competition. He was only six years old and he had to go against kids that were much older than him. Well, this day his opponent was actually 13 years old. If I tell you this was David and Goliath, this was David and Goliath. Oh, my goodness. So we went to the tournament and finally his name was called and he was to go up against his, his opponent. The sport was a one on one you know, type of sport. So they stood face to face and the judge said, begin and lowered the flag. Well, all of a sudden, when the judge said begin, the other kid. Now, remember, my son, six years old, this other kid's 13. The other kid just started roaring the loudest roar right when the judge said go and just hollering straight into my son's face. I mean, it was just like tremendous, right? And my son's six years old and he stopped. He looked at the kid. He looked up at him. He looked over at his father and I and he turned back around real quick and he engaged in the sport. He's just kind of looking at him like, what's wrong with this kid, right? He engaged in the sport. Well, as he was engaging and you know, they're going through the motion for the tournaments, the other kid did an illegal move and he was disqualified. And my son won the tournament by default, but he won. God made his enemy his footstool. 
Praise God. I want to tell you today that God wants to have that one-on-one relationship with you. If we look in the Bible and look at how God communicated with the prophets, we learn what to seek, what to ask God for. Remember what Moses said? I want to know your ways that I may find favor in your sight. That is a key way to pray. Listen to what God says to Moses, Exodus 34, 10. Listen, I'm making a covenant with you in the presence of all of your people. I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people around will see the power of the Lord, the awesome power I will display for you. Oh, my goodness. He's saying he's made a covenant with him, but he's going to perform miracles that have never happened in all the earth. And everyone is going to see this display of God's awesome power. That's how God gets the glory. When we have a situation and the power of God rises up and everyone around us sees what almighty God has done. Maybe you're in a fire seven times hotter. Maybe you have never seen the type of battle that you see right now. But I came to tell you that the Lord is with you in the midst of your battle. I came to tell you, don't give up. Don't turn back. Don't go back the other way. Stay in the midst of the battle for the Lord will fight. Fight your battle for you if you do not give up. I want to tell you, I lost my brother when I was really young. I lost him to suicide. You know, we were a year and three days apart. And when we were growing up, you know, everyone would say, look at the twins. Aren't they cute? Look at the twins. They're so cute together. Well, we weren't twins. We were a year and three days apart. And so every year for three days, we were the same age. Well, we were alike twins. It was an amazing relationship. You know, we thought alike. We did the same things. We liked the same food. It was wild how much we were like twins. So to lose him to suicide was a very, very deep hurt and a great loss in my life. You know, and this prayer ministry actually came out of the devastation that I went through and losing that brother. I was really, really young when he did this, but I I understood very shortly thereafter that the night that he did this, things got very dark for him. I remember the situation that he was going through, and my brother was so successful. I mean, he was ex-military. He was, oh my goodness, he had an amazing job. He worked for defense contractors. He owed no debt. It was, I mean, he had an incredible life. Nobody could understand how in the world a man of his stature could do something like this. I want to tell you that if you don't know that Satan walks about roaring as a lion, you will believe the things that he roars. You will believe the lies that he speaks and the way can get very dark and the soul can get very weary. But I'll tell you what. Since that time, I have intervened on more suicides because I understand that it is a tormenting spirit of fear that brings death. But if you don't listen to that spirit, if you speak life, if you look to the Lord to fight your battles, there is nothing that the enemy can say to you that will bring you that low. When you know that he walketh about seeking whom he may devour then you know that he's just a fake lion. He walks about as a lion, but he isn't one. But I'll tell you, inside you, 
is the Lion of Judah, and his roar is real, and his force is mighty. Praise God. I want to talk about the cleansing power of fasting. This month, as prayers heard in heaven, goes through the powerful fast of repentance and confession. Well, now for the next 10 days during September and the first few days of October, we go into self-reflection. We look at the lust of the flesh. We look at adultery and lavishness and emulation, all the works of the flesh in the book of Galatians. And we take a time, 10 days of fasting off and on and praying and self-reflection. This is cleansing the path. You see, because as we cleanse the path for the prayers to be heard, they move things in the spirit realm in a powerful way. This is the holiest season, many say. You know, the Jewish people celebrated as a time before Yom Kippur and Shana Tovar. And so they celebrate that time and that 10 days before October the 9th. Uh, in the Jewish calendar is the beginning of the year. And so they repent. Well, prayers heard in heaven takes that same time during the month of September and we reflect. But at this time we turn within and we ask God, blot out our iniquities and remember our sin no more. And we look within and we look for anything that would be displeasing to God. We have sought forgiveness. We have confessed but we continue to reflect personally, not looking to point the finger at someone else for what they have said or what they have done. It is a time of intimate time with God, reflecting upon ourselves, visiting with the Holy Spirit, taking intimate time to be alone and being in the Word of God, going to the book of Galatians, looking at and reading the lust of the flesh, reading the works of the flesh. We want to be sure that we're not walking in envy and jealousy, hatred, which is murder, because the Bible tells us if we hate our brother, then it is murder. So we want to be sure that we're walking in loving kindness. And the only way to do that is to empty out anything within ourself that isn't of God. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He said he would give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. The only way we can have the peace that surpasses all understanding is to turn within and to be sure that we don't have anything where someone has offended us and we're harboring it in our heart. We can't stand to see their face or we can't stand to even hear their name. Oh, my goodness. And I hear people say that many times. If we're in that place, we are walking in a place of unforgiveness. And if that's the state that we are walking in, our prayers are going to be minute. We aren't going to see great miracles and signs and wonders. I'm not going to say that God won't answer your prayer. Oh, you'll get a prayer answered here and there. But to see greaty and mighty, powerful, miracle signs and wonders, they will not follow the child of God that walks in unforgiveness and resentment and unrepented sin. It's vitally important that at some point during the year that we're really serious about a time, days where we fast and we pray and we seek God. Moses said, teach me thy ways that I may not sin against thee. Teach me thy ways that I may know thee. So vitally important. What if we went to the Lord alone 
at a time of fasting and prayer and shut ourselves in just to be with him. What if the cry of our heart was, Lord, teach me your ways that I may not sin against them. Lord, teach me your ways that I may find favor in thy sight. When we begin to pray like this, we're not asking God for things. We're asking him for relationship. The power of God doesn't move through the words that we pray. The power of God moves through relationship. So we see in the Bible where Jesus has that continuous time of prayer. He taught the disciples to be continuously in prayer. And so the disciples say this, we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. What would happen if we gave ourselves continuously to prayer and to the ministry of the word? So often people want to know, Valerie, how do you see such miracles in prayers? How do you hear so clearly from God? It's through having that intimate time and spending it in the word. It's through going through and looking to see what did the prophets say? What did they say to God? And what did he say to them? So often the precious words that they left us have been overlooked. Lord, teach me thy ways that I may not sin against them. Lord, teach me your ways that I may find favor in your sight. If we find favor in God's sight, will he do for us the same things that he did for Moses? Oh, believe me, he said that he would. He said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did then, he wants to do it today. The Bible says his eyes move to and fro and he's searching the earth for someone who he can show himself strong through. God's looking for you. He wants to show himself strong. He wants you to have victory in battle. And the only way we win, the only way we get insight into circumstances is to spend that intimate time with him having a season of fasting and praying, having a season where we repent and where we confess, having a season where we call friends and family, even co-workers in the workplace, where we go to them and say, have I offended you in any way? Because it is a season for me where I seek God and I want to make sure there's nothing between you and I. See, I don't want anybody to go before the throne of grace and say to the Lord, do you know what Valerie did to me? (laughs) I don't want anybody to get to heaven and do that. I want them to have a good word to God about their relationship with me. We want to make sure that we don't become a stumbling block to someone else, that they are harboring something in their heart that happened between them and us. It's okay to say you're sorry if you never did anything wrong to that person for the Bible says blessed is the peacemaker you know sometimes God's people we're not sure how to get the blessings of God but the Bible tells us specifically blessed is the peacemaker blessed is the child of God who makes peace but especially when you haven't done anything wrong and you're saying you're sorry just for the sake of having peace what would happen in our country If each of us went about trying to make peace with our neighbor, make peace in our community, make peace in our families, what would happen 
and our nation. If we were busy being peacemakers and not peacebreakers, would we be living in a kinder, gentler nation? I think that we would. Take this time during September and the early part of October to go to the Lord in repentance and confession. And remember, there are four things that we're saying to the Lord. Lord, give me your presence that when I pray for anyone, that they are engulfed in your presence. Lord, give me your righteousness so that I may judge situations correctly and make right decisions. Lord, give me your peace, your peace that surpasses all understanding through Christ Jesus. And finally, Lord, give me the spirit of prayer. What would happen if you had the spirit of prayer? What would happen with each of us had the spirit of prayer upon us? Jesus had that spirit of prayer. Elijah had it. Moses had the spirit of prayer. Daniel had a spirit of prayer upon him. What would happen if we all had that spirit? We would walk in great power. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 530. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.